And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Aussie dance moves begin as isolated movements such as hinge kicks, hinge swipes, body percussion, and body trombone, which combine into signature Fosse numbers like Dance and Dan, Shoeless Joe, Oh Marty Dookie Shoes, Razzle Dazzle from Chicago, Scrimble Scramble from Dallas Fort Worth, Closing Up Shop, The Dull Knives of an Airbnb, Brenda Pass the New Print, The Local Meteorologist, Podcast Promo Code, Spider Spiders Everywhere, and Dear Lord, What Happened in Here? The Truck Stop Men's Room. <laughs> Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And hey, there's a new No Bunts episode up on the Athletic Baseball Show. What'd you guys get into, you and Joel, talking about today? Yeah, we graded some teams. We got into Ronald Acuna, the most exciting player in baseball. And uh, we recasted succession characters with MLB figures. Because why not? The show's done. Got to do it now. Oh, I like it. I like it. All right, go check out No Bunts with Tass and Joel. Again, the Athletic Baseball Show YouTube and podcast feed for that one. It just went up. Tomorrow night, Thursday... May 25th, we're going to have an NBA watch party for Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Because we have a Game 5. And we'll be breaking down Game 4 in a second. But that link in the show notes, just join the No Dunks playback room. And then you'll know when we're going live. But tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, quick correction from yesterday's podcast, okay? We were talking about Carmelo Anthony. We had a great long talk about Mellow, our favorite memories and moments. And I hit you guys with a little trivia question by way of Sam Quinn at CBS Sports. Only three players have won a gold medal and an NCAA championship without winning an NBA title. You guys got there. You said Patrick Ewing, Grant Hill, Carmelo Anthony. We thought it was only three. People pointed out Sam and myself for not fact-checking were wrong. A few other names to win a gold medal and an NCAA championship without the title. A lot of people pointing out Christian Leitner. Mm. Great one. He did it with Ewing. He created the club in 92. And then Zachary A., a big Survivor fan that always joins us at No Buffs, he said, what about Carlos Boozer? He won an NCAA championship in 2001, and then he won a gold medal in 08. Never would have guessed that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Leitner should have got there. Yeah, so I believe it's now five. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Nice. And Boozer. And, oh. and one and two. <laughs> Fine. I'll issue a correction as well. Yesterday I said LeBron has been swept two times in his NBA career. He's been swept three times. The 07 finals as well. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. So now, oh, you mean, yeah, including this. Yeah, including this, the including this one. Yeah. All right. Good. Good Three stuff. Times. Hey, okay. keeping us honest out there. That's what we'd like to see. I'm going to find a mistake that I said yesterday <laughs> at some point during this show. I don't remember one yet, but there's got to be one. <laughs> Maybe something about the, the hours at the mall. Oh. You were off on the hours. <laughs> <laughs> was I? A lot of malls close at nine, actually, not 10, which is what I said. My bad. Hmm. Game four yeah. of the Eastern Ten's Conference late. Finals last night. Jason Tatum scoring 33 as the Celtics, say it with me now, stave off elimination <laughs> by topping the Heat. 116-99. to 99. So they have extended this series. They are giving us a playback. Game five tomorrow night. Uh, but this was, uh, you know, looking like the Celtics of the regular season. Uh, a lot more, I think, last night. But what were your takeaways, Tess? Backs against the wall. 3-0. That's what they do. Uh, no, the question always is, is it the threes that start raining down that create better basketball for them, or is it the other way around? I think it's the other way around, where they're starting to drive. They're passing it to each other. They're starting to get into their sets a lot earlier. That's huge for this team. And the defense turning into offense. That was mm-hmm. that was what made those threes start to rain down. Yeah, Derek White chipping in with three threes. Because he started to drive in, in this game. Grant Williams coming off the bench and banging home four threes. What? Al Horford? Yeah, he just started shooting. Uh, and it started just falling for that guy. But I think it, it, all those things of starting to get into their sets a lot earlier. The defense primarily. You saw Grant Williams block Jimmy Butler on a baseline fadeaway and then catch the ball. That's Grant Williams on Jimmy Butler on just like a one-on-one shot. And Jason Tatum effort play in the corner uh, making that huge block on uh, Gabe Vincent, I do believe it was, yeah, uh, before Vincent weirdly just turned his ankle. So, yeah, we got a game here. Um, It's odd, or a series somewhat, I guess I should say, not a game here. We we had a game last night to create a 3-1 series, but it's so weird with the Celtics team because they're under 500 at home in the playoffs. (laughs) They're 4-5, and so we're going back there. Does it feel like there's any chance of them winning four straight games? I, I still say Nah, even if we're riding that high, it's just so hard to beat a team four times. It's remarkable that the the Heat have done it three times in this series already to start. So, yeah, they played a good game. Yep. Everybody on the same page. Yeah, they're moving. They're into it. There was a timeout called by Joe Mazzulla, but I think that's it, really. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I don't know. This this timeout is really getting pitched as a heroic timeout from Joe Mazzulla <laughs> after the criticism he's taken yep. uh, so far in the playoffs about three minutes into the third quarter. Things weren't looking good. For the Celtics, <laughs> uh-uh. Joe calls a timeout. The timeout heard round the NBA. <laughs> and it worked because <laughs> they came out and went on some huge runs uh, in the third quarter and into the second half. Textbook tale of two halves game here because in the first half, it looked like guys being dudes kind of win for Miami. Even Stan Van Gundy was joking around about the stars of Miami, Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin showing up. Will they get enough from their role players, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo? As it turns out, the answer was no because... This was kind of a slack-off Jimmy. Maybe not a playoff Jimmy. We've seen him have huge games in the playoffs before. He had 29 last night. Felt like a quiet 29 to me. 29, 9, and 5. 20 of them came in the second half, but kind of overshadowed by how well Jason Tatum was playing. But you go back and look at the old Jimmy games in the 2022 Conference Finals against uh, the Celtics. He had 8 points, 6 points, 13 points in three consecutive games. That stinker against Miami or uh, against Milwaukee in 2021, outscored by Bryn Forbes. And in 2020 against Boston, he had a 14-point game, a 14-point game, a 17-point game. Jimmy can have great games, as we've seen, but he also has some games where he's not totally engaged and not able to take over, and that was the case last night. I'm with you, Tass. I think the defense 
picked up big time for the Celtics. That allowed them to push the pace. That allowed them to then go hunt threes in transition, make a shot, and get back and not let Bam push the ball down their throats. Yep. That was a huge change, I thought, uh, from Boston in game five, game four. The problem is they should have done this in game three. This should have been the attitude we saw from the Celtics in game three. Then we would really have a series. Winning four straight is tough. Ooh. The elimination game is tough. That's why Miami lost last night. They were even saying afterwards, we know this is the hardest one to get. If Boston does this in game three, you're really looking at a series. Yeah, that's a good point. Tatum, after the game, said, uh, just to echo what you guys are saying, tonight we played with pace and purpose. We were getting stops. We were getting out in transition. You see those layups and free throws go in, and the jump shot, it starts to feel a lot easier. And uh, I think it was even Al Horford starting the game off for the Celtics by banging a three. That must have felt like a sigh of relief for for him and maybe even for this team because it sort of was contagious after that. They hit 18 threes. The Heat only hit eight. That's a big difference. That's 30 points right there. Massive for the Celtics. And they had those runs, like you guys said. That that three-minute run where it was like an 18-0, three-minute span where it was an 18-0 run near the start of the third quarter. Spolster didn't call a timeout. What the hell? Well, it was wild. Uh, they went four for four from three in that run, and that was a lot. Tatum, he was amazing. And then the, and the Heat still got it back to within four by later in the quarter, and then it was another quick like 7-0 run from the Celtics. So they had the answer every time Miami looked like it was going to be once again a game, and that was that was pretty amazing. And not just the three-point shooting, because sometimes like a, in, a, in a game where it's like, wow, 18 made threes, you know, it sometimes is one guy hits nine or ten of them, right? And it's like a, a little skewed that way. But everybody contributing. That's an encouraging sign for Boston. That it was Tatum, Grant Williams, Horford, Smart, Derek White, all hitting multiple three-pointers. Uh, and now you just see whether or not they can do it in Boston. And, and really, really give us a series here. And maybe the buttholes get tight for Miami if they have to go back there for a game six. Sure. Which is, I think, in play here. Oh, yeah. The Celtics finally did look like the team from the regular season that won 57 games. Um, but to win four in a row <laughs> against a very, very talented Miami Heat team, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not betting on it still. Twas but a half for the yeah. Celtics when yeah. we really look at it. One half they played like the Celtics we've expected, but this looked like the regular season. 18 threes for Boston, eight threes for Miami. Miami could not score during the regular season, and Boston was one of the best offensive teams in the league. That's what we saw last night. Uh, we will see what it's like in Game 5 in Boston because that's a obviously a must-win game. It feels like it for both teams, but Boston, I heard Tim Bontem saying 11-12 and 12 at home in the playoffs the last couple of seasons. Do they even have a home court advantage? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, they got to get back up to 500 both this postseason and, yeah, over the last couple of years uh, at home. Marcus Smart did say before this game, don't give us one, Miami. Don't give us one, Miami. So they are playing better. I think their first half got them just feeling better and then the second half they really look like themselves as, as we've said sure they can go win one at home although Jimmy Butler feels pretty damn comfortable as he said post game we're gonna go listen to some music we're gonna drink some beers back there I'm gonna have some wine uh, so yeah Ooh. just brushing it off beer and wine yeah I what's know. up with that careful Jimmy yeah <laughs> uh, but it, it was yeah why are we mixing back there? I don't know. <laughs> Especially he's getting on a flight, too. You know, it doesn't take a lot when you're up in the air and that altitude. <laughs> this guy's been filming commercials in the air for four straight seasons. It's always basically. Michelob Ultra, I thought. <laughs> That's I right. Uh, I will say, yeah, odd to see a Jimmy game, as Trey outlined, where he wasn't, he wasn't Jimmy. Very odd to see a Bam game after watching 
you know, really good band for two and a half rounds. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes band fades. That's a really quiet game from him. Uh, super quiet. Seven attempts just seemed like he wasn't even there at times. Now mm-hmm. they went to the line uh, a good amount, but the Celtics were hitting. They, they you, you could feel the defense in this game. They, yep. they felt more alive, <laughs> finally. Yeah, and they're led by their star here. Tatum had an awesome game. 33 points, 11 boards. I thought he was super aggressive on the glass, like early in this game. Seven assists. Those are all game-high figures for him. And for the first time in this series, too, outside of that, like, one half where he had a bunch of assists, it was like, oh, yeah, Marcus Smart is here and hitting shots. Al Horford, same thing, contributing on the offensive end. Uh, And then, you know, more great minutes here from Grant Williams. He was really nice. Along with Derek White, those guys, the four I said, Smart, Horford, White, Grant Williams, combined for 53 points. Um, and they're going to need that in potentially, you know, games five, six, and seven if they can get there. If you believe that the that the Heat screwed up by letting Marcus Smart and the Celtics mm-hmm. have just one. I guess Jalen Brown even reiterated that, right? Don't let us win tonight. The bravado was there. <laughs> they just had to get in this massive hole, and then they were talking a big game. Yeah, I did want to mention that because they are really a, a flow team, right? Like, they, they can get on good runs, but... Yeah, I just yeah the, the Heat have to play a, a better start to a game, and then we'll we'll see if the Celtics can keep it up over four games. Come on, uh, going back to Miami will obviously be a, a must, must, must win uh, in Game Six, but I I don't see it going seven. I just it's hard to believe. Um, but I, I do think Marcus Smart was important, even though sometimes you watch the game and you're saying, "Oh, this guy's chucking his his." Uh, his force on, on the pace of play is just so important, just bringing yeah. the ball up. Like, even in the fourth quarter where he didn't want to let this game go, he was the guy bringing the ball up and calling everybody up. He was waving everybody. Come on. I mean, stop stop being the old Celtics from the last three games. Why are we chilling here? And that's just really, really important because yeah, they don't have you know, that defensive identity that we talked about, and sometimes they just have that lax attitude where we'll start the, the shot uh, – our play, we'll start running our play 10 seconds into the shot clock, 12 seconds into the shot clock. They're just a little too chill. So the smart, I guess, confidence pregame, don't give us one. And then throughout this game was important, even though you know he, he missed some shots. And you can just watch him and be like, oh, he's shooting him out of the game. But he is important to them. Here's the breakdown. Of all the teams that started a series down 3-0, 44. So about 29% have managed to force a fifth game like Boston has now done. Only 11, 7.3%, have ever made it to a game six. And only three, as we've talked about, which is 0.2%, were even too able to tie the series up and give us a game seven. Nobody ultimately coming back after losing the first three to win the next four. Never happened in the uh, in NBA history. Happened a few times in hockey and once uh, in, in baseball. Or did it happen after the Red Sox did it? It happened after the Red Oh, they Sox, did? Yeah. Okay. So Cubs, were... Cubs came back, 2016 oh, uh, no, World it... Series, to win the World Series, down 3 Oh, no, no, no. In, ba- right? in baseball? No, I don't think it's happened more than once. Oh, it's, I think just, it's just the Red Sox? It's just the once. Sorry, okay. I thought you were talking. If hockey's happened. Maybe it was a 3-1. for 3-1. So, and maybe it'll happen in hockey this year. <laughs> maybe, yeah. So there could be a couple sweeps. You're right. Um, but what's interesting about this matchup, mm-hmm. you know, being down 3-0 and now down 3-1, like, go back and look at the 150 prior instances where a team was down 3-0, how many of those matchups were the the underdog, so to speak, the eight seed in this situation, the Miami Heat, a team that lost 13 less games than the Celtics in the regular season? Like, if it's going to happen, I would imagine it would happen in this sort of scenario. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
the team that was considered one of the better teams of the regular season, obviously went to the finals last year. It would be that team that's down 3-0 that finally then gets their shit together, has home court advantage in Game 5, would have home court advantage in Game 7. This is would would be when it would ever happen, yeah, I, would, obviously. I would expect. So, you know, that's obviously what they're going to be hanging their hat on, is that as, as the chances of it to become the first team ever. But you don't think it's going to. Nobody does. I think it's over in five. Uh, you I think, think they uh, lose at home? Yeah, they wow. said, I'm ready for this. Jimmy said, we'll be okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm okay with that. I actually don't. I think this goes back to Miami, and they, they take care of business there. But We'll be watching on playback. That's right. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the heat's corner on this one. Yeah, I just I don't see the, the Celtics grit and fight. And, yeah, Jimmy does feel pretty chill about it. I just don't see him having a bad game two games in a row. It's possible. Uh, random notes? Uh, um, yeah, Jason Tatum, uh, he was driving baseline on the left side. He kind of, like, angled back into the middle of the lane, made a layup, and Kevin Harlan yelled, geometrically, that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. <laughs> that was a great call. I just really like that. You don't hear geometrically on a broadcast all that often. I just thought it was like, strange because it wasn't that crazy a play. No, not that crazy. <laughs> it was like That was the Jokic game winner from the previous game. Right. Same exact shot. Yeah. But uh, geometrically, shouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. Until he moved his body. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say Tatum looks a little different because he's so long. And yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was a good play. It was a like, great layup. It was just yeah. a fascinating a line to say. And <laughs> yeah. he's he like Because he dropped a classic Harlan, oh, at the beginning of it. Geometrically, that should not have happened. I'm just all for geometry. You get you mentioned geometry. That's pretty neat. You like the angles. <laughs> I like the angles. I like math. What's your favorite angle? Uh, the cute ones. Oh! What else you got? <laughs> uh, Gabe Vincent rolled his ankle yeah, uh, at the end of the game. Basically, that was the only part of his body that touched out of bounds. Uh, people have been talking about uh, if he will play in game five. I assume he'll play, but maybe hampered. We saw Kevin Love came back pretty quickly last night. I guess he had a, a leg strain in game three. Ended up getting the start, so no big deal. But they don't want to lose another guard. Uh, the Heat don't. But I assume Gabe Vincent will at least try and gut it out. Yeah. Hero has been cleared, apparently, to play, but that'd be weird to bring him back now. Yeah. I mean, maybe as a ninth man in the f- finals, I guess. The Miami Herald was saying that, that that's even unlikely. No, it could be them yep. sandbagging but yeah. uh, the, the Nuggets, I guess. The There's Nuggets. no way he's coming back into the starting lineup. That no. would be bonkers. Yeah, Gabe seem, he can, know, seems like a tough guy. Okay. But so, you, so you agree with uh, Trey that you think – the Miami Heat will play a better game and, and, oh, yeah. and take care of business like they have in this series, obviously winning games one and two, and uh, like they have like throughout the playoffs here and go win in Boston. And, and then this, you don't think... Uh, They're a great road team. So yeah. I don't know. The Boston home court advantage, as we talked about, ain't all that much of a home court advantage. The Celtics need to continue to get out in transition. They won this one, 18 fast break points to Miami's 10. They had more possessions thanks to really taking care of the ball. They didn't cough it over, uh, cough it up a whole lot in this one. And then 16 turnovers for Miami. Yeah, and and then the three-pointers, like we talked about. I mean, they had shot under 30% in the entire series Boston had. And then, you know, pop off here and hit the 18. And surprise, surprise, they have a really good record in the playoffs when they hit 15 threes. That's and the key. A one and six that is one hundred percent the key for Boston yeah. is to make threes. But they went small for the entirety of the game last night. I don't think Robert Williams and Al Horford were on the court together at all. Uh, that's how they should be playing this entire series because this is a good series for them to go small and try and get more threes. Celtics were also really good at running the Heat off the line last night. Only thirty-two attempts for Miami. That's maybe like the fifth fewest they've had so far in the playoffs or something along those lines. But that's obviously a big win for Boston to 
be plus 30 from the three-point line. That is the entire game uh, for them. So they got a hit. They got a hit in game five to force a game six. My only other random note, I just thought of it, is um, did we see a graphic that said Beantown? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I got did. very excited, and I <laughs> yes, was like, did. that said Beantown, right? <laughs> <laughs> it said Beantown. <laughs> okay, good. good. Yeah, that, uh, that was locked in. Uh, other random notes, <laughs> Tyler Hero's purple bucket hat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, brutal, come yeah. on. <laughs> bucket hat indoors, I don't know. Yeah. It's I mean, he's worn this, uh, a bucket hat a, That's a couple a, times it's a, now. It looks to be his go-to general style he's wearing a bucket hat yeah there was a the color there was a tweet going around uh i'm sorry i forget who tweeted i laughed out loud i even shared it with Nora this morning that he's he's been dressing tyler hero has throughout these playoffs like he's a backup dancer for sugar ray Mm. (laughs) i was like that's perfect that's the vibe he has going with these outfits especially with these hats i mean every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of his four post bed (laughs) and on the other corner there's a bucket hat. <laughs> so throw it on. Yeah. It just, yeah, literally, that's what it was, though. He just threw it on. Like, his outfit, whatever it was, the vertical stripes. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Jack Skellington out there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, without the bucket hat, whatever. Fine. That's, yeah, it's okay, I think. Okay. But then, it, like, there's no, there's no coordination. There's nothing. It's just a bucket hat. <laughs> a totally different color pattern. It just, it, and it, it's, too, the bucket hat also just doesn't look good. Yeah. yeah. It's it was also, too big. like, like sitting on his head, like on top of his head. It wasn't like I felt like it was not correctly on. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like it was like almost too small. small? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's too like small. A fez okay. almost. <laughs> too small. I can't tell. You're right. I can't tell. He wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Grant Williams doing that to the bench. Like, what are you talking about? Like, hero hat. hat. Your hat, hat man. It's a little too small. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, you you read a style advice, and one of the things out there is take off the last thing you put on. You don't need it. Mm. That's what <laughs> happened. What, I think that is he, exactly I think he gets, what happened. He gets dressed by putting on the bucket hat first. <laughs> yeah. Bucket first. <laughs> and then he puts on his shirt. <laughs> suit, no that first. Okay. Uh, anything else on this? Oh, one random notes for sure. We saw Jimmy Butler chewing his fingernails. Mm-hmm. What is Jew? What is Jimmy? What is Jimmy chewing on? It's like way back. It's not just a fingernail. He's like chewing on skin or something. Well, this that's is next level. Yeah, that's a, like a hardened skin, like a callus or yeah, something. That's what would be, that uh, would be my guess. But it's like it's like he's gnawing on his knuckle almost. Like it's it was like his finger was disappearing. <laughs> what is Jimmy chewing on? I want people to find out. I want people to, to ask him about it. Why are why aren't people asking? It's it's a different level than LeBron nail chewing. Like he mm. was deep. Uh, <laughs> and deep. I, I don't know if it's a good idea. Could hurt himself. Like bad for his fingers, maybe. <laughs> playing basketball. Yeah, sure. Uh, it feels like he's going to take off some skin. Did you have a favorite play in this game? Highlight. Was it the uh, Gabe Vincent uh, whoop? A little oh, that was a back. nice was pump fake behind the back in the lane. That was cool. Um, I guess there weren't really – like Jalen Brown had a pretty decent dunk, at least for him in this series. Sure. It wasn't on Bam. I think Bam was in the picture, if I remember correctly. But he punched it home. Yeah. Anything else I'm forgetting? Yeah. Uh, a couple of plays I did like. Uh, you mentioned Grant Williams blocking Jimmy oh, Butler. Oh, that was great. Do you, oh, think was he, do you think he intentionally restrained himself from trash-talking Jimmy? Because it looked like he turned around and he's like, not this game. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. this game. Let's just continue to play Absolutely. basketball. No poking of any bears. Well, I think it was... We want to uh, take I the mean, dub. I didn't see Grant Williams doing a whole lot. No, no, no. He was he was hitting shots. They were rolling. Mm-hmm. He learned his lesson. Yeah. No, all right. They I'll all shut keep up. kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then the other couple of plays I like, Jalen Brown had one and Duncan Robinson had one where they go up for a three and see a guy wide open underneath and dish it right underneath for a layup. 
That's just cool. It's very cool. Yeah, you look like so much smarter than everybody else when that happens. I do love when that happens on a pickup run. Oh, yeah. People get excited. Oh, great pass, great pass. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, those are really good highlights. We'll see about Gabe Vincent, whether he plays in game five and if he's hampered at all, like you guys were talking about. I hated that. I don't love I always get queasy when you show you the, the slow-mo where that ankle does. That touches the ground. Mm-mm. You're like, oh! By himself, too, basically. Yeah, yeah. On the, that was on, like, yeah. uh, after the block, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it was, like, the second jump for the ball. Um, all right, well, let's hear from you guys out there. The main question I want to know is, is this going back to Miami for Game 6? Do you believe Boston has unlocked something, if anything, or is it just this idea of, like, they're playing loose and free because like you know what else they got to lose at this point uh being down 3-0 do you believe they can win there uh game five we'll be on playback 8 30 uh thursday night uh join us then that link again is in the show notes uh or is it a wrap like these guys are saying and miami took the you know their foot off the pedal a little bit and we'll do it on the road you tell us when take our first break when we come back lots of news from the nba world don't go anywhere This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, everybody joining us live on YouTube, hit that like button and make sure you have subscribed and everybody that already has. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, NBA silly season. It's already started, guys. Conference finals. We're not even done. And NBA silly season is here. Bunch of headlines for you. Bunch of trade rumors. Some free agent targets when we get to the Rockets in a second. But let's start with Jovan Buha of The Athletic. The Lakers have had internal talks about a hypothetical Trey Young trade. Now, let me give you exactly what Buha wrote. He says, for what it's worth, Kyrie Irving and Trey Young, two all-star level point guards, were both sitting courtside in Los Angeles for the second time this postseason, talking about game four. Young, like LeBron and AD, is a clutch client. The Lakers have had internal discussions about what a hypothetical trade offer for Trey Young could look like this summer, according to multiple league sources not authorized to speak publicly end quote that's from our guy buha there you buying any of this i mean i'm sure you buy the idea that they've had internal talks about yes internal discussions about a hypothetical offer right could we trade for trey young we just had the discussions here (laughs) they could they could do it could they that's the real question Uh, who uh d'angelo russell is the is the well, I'm not saying the Hawks should do it. I'm right. just saying they can do it. Yeah. I'm just saying uh, there are literally ways that this could get done involving a D'Angelo Russell sign-in trade. Uh, 
picks that the Lakers have maintained, including number 17 in this draft, maybe 2029 unprotected. Then you're talking about other fillers slash players who would be joining Russell going to Atlanta, maybe a Vanderbilt, maybe a Bamba, just some of these random yeah, dudes. Beasley, but, yeah. Exactly. Like uh, the guys that were traded for that didn't end up really contributing to the Lakers playoff run. I do think they probably would have to chip in a couple of picks, one for taking D'Angelo Russell and one for getting Trey Young back. I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, when you look at what the Lakers really need, they need another offensive creator. Absolutely. They need some younger guys. They need shooting. It would be nice if they have somebody who can carry the load during the regular season. Trey Young does all that. They also need better perimeter defense and more size. <laughs> Trey Young is not that. Right, so right. the fact that he's a clutch client makes you have to believe it a little bit here. <laughs> because that's who the Lakers target mostly. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. Right. I definitely don't think it's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell. What about Austin Reeves as the sign-and-trade guy, as the main piece in a hypothetical deal for Trey Young, along with what TK said, Vanderbilt, Beasley, 23 first-round pick, 29 first-round pick. Can you get there with that? <laughs> or are the Hawks still saying, no thanks? No, the Hawks are not yeah. doing it. Yeah, the Reeves sign and trade because he is a free agent would have to be there, I think. It would have to be the most promising part. Right. As we're getting into silly season, you got to contemplate it once this hypothetical of an internal discussion happens here. That's all it was, was them sort of doing their jobs. Oh, yeah. You think we could get that guy? Trying to improve the team. Sure. And it has nothing to do with him sitting courtside, I don't think. Although it was interesting to see the Atlanta Hawks Twitter account post a photo of Trey Young with the caption, back to work, and he was working out. So he had to be doing work in L.A. Somebody had to send it to the Atlanta Hawks Twitter account. <laughs> I just wonder about all, how all those machinations actually happen. That's what I'm interested in more than this trade of Austin Reeves maybe, and they could trade their first-round pick this year after making that pick, and the next pick that they could trade is a 2029 pick. It ain't good enough. Reeves right, right. Reeves, and, and those two guys and yeah, the D'Angelo Russell situation, it ain't good enough. And unless Trey demands a trade out of Atlanta, he's not going anywhere. They didn't go get Quinn Snyder midseason to just trade their best player. You don't often see a, a team go and give a lot of money to a coach midseason just to say we're tearing this thing down. That doesn't happen. It's a rare thing. And Trey said at the end of the season – Quinn Snyder's our future. I think we could win a championship with this guy. Now, you could say Quinn Snyder's the future, but are you the future if you really want to look into that, I guess. But I, I do think he likes Quinn Snyder. They're getting a season together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Especially if they, they don't have go to the parts. finals and, heck, maybe win the whole thing. The Hawks are going to be able to go, <laughs> we beat we're them. the real champions. <laughs> we beat the champs. We took them down. Yeah. We kicked their ass. In the play-in game. Yeah, I'm agreeing with all of you guys here. I think the fascinating part just with the Reeves is how much money this guy gets. Uh, the max the Lakers can offer him, four years, about $51 million if they use the early bird rights, but they have the right to match other offers that you would assume are going to come from another team, and there's whispers that it could get as high as $80, $90 million. Uh, Another team throws that offer at Austin Reeves, and if the Lakers are pretty aggressive in trying to keep him, they can match that. Sure. Um, so, and, and and it's feeling like what you're hearing, like he wants to be there, they like him, uh, that it, they, I, I don't see him, you know, especially in this hypothetical deal being moved. I think he'll be a Laker next year. Uh, would you rather have Kyrie Irving or Trey Young? Uh, for the current Laker, like the Lakers next year, with the idea that LeBron is playing <laughs> and not retiring. <laughs> So win That's a, a tough call, my win a championship. 
Win a championship oh, one man, year, one guy. A, I know like, it's a good question when Trey crosses his uh, arms. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You're Ponders. putting two of my favorite fellows against each other. <laughs> if you would have asked me in February, I would have locked it in. Kyrie Irving, he's the guy for you. He's a winner. He does it in the playoffs. And then I saw what happened with the Dallas Mavericks this season. I also saw what's happened with the Atlanta Hawks here the past two seasons. I uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, Kyrie. Whoa. Yeah, I would take Trey. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough with Kyrie. I'm guessing you're going to get him for longer. We got to remember this is Trey Young. It's fifth year he just completed. He's not an old dude. He's right. just going into year six. And yeah, it's been frustrating watching him at times for sure. But I don't think he's done. I think he was better with Quinn Snyder. I think they're talking right now. I think they're exchanging messages via DM on Twitter, exchanging photos of him working out. I think he's going to get better. Okay. As, as, I, I as, think a lot of – if you put the poll up, I think a lot of people would pick Trey Young over yes. Kyrie for age reasons, play. I mean, the whole Kyrie, you don't know. <laughs> he's good for a week, and then he's like, uh, I would rather be doing something else, and maybe he's gone for a couple weeks. Yeah, we that, get- that element. But there's, of course, the Kyrie LeBron history. And whether or not he's, I mean, he's sitting courtside, like Buha said here. Is he going to make his way there, or is he just signing with the Mavericks? Like, what's the what's going to go on with him is the other part of this. And Chris Haynes said similar, that they're, it's still more likely that Kyrie is a Laker compared to Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Ooh, can't wait for silly season. Oh, well, I got another Where's one for Kyrie you. Where's Kyrie going to go? Got another one for you. Kelly Eco, our guy at The Athletic. Um he had a long article about sort of what the Rockets are going to do in regards to the draft and whether they're moving that pick. And then he also had in a part within that article some free agents that the Rockets could be prioritizing. And James Harden, top priority, according to Kelly Eco, quote, the Rockets continue to maintain confidence in adding veterans to the roster and they will be aggressive in doing so. They got nearly $60 million in cap space. They want to upgrade everything, playmaking, <laughs> shooting, defense. Um, and then outside of Harden, there's a lot of other high-ranking targets that Kelly listed. Brooke Lopez, Dylan Brooks, restricted free agents Cam Johnson, Austin Reeves. And they really want a vet point guard. So if it's not James Harden, names like Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Dante DiVincenzo. I don't consider those last two guys point guards, but uh, Chris <laughs> yeah, Paul could really. be considered in a return to Houston. So again, this is Kelly sort of sharing the list of guys they have their eyes on. But the, the headline here is this... James Harden reunion. And we talked a little bit already, like, is this, is this the right move here for the Houston Rockets? Have you thought more about it? Oh, yeah, of course. It's silly season, baby. You got to think about James Harden returning to the Houston Rockets. The big question is, is James Harden going to be the same guy owning the franchise again? Four years at a max is, is the conversation right now. That would be a mistake. But then you look at, at the salary cap number and you start contemplating... Who else are they going to pay that to? You mentioned other guys. James Harden is the cream of the crop right now of guys that they could attain. So let's True. let's just think about that part True. of it. But yeah. but he's 33. You don't want to pay him until he's 37 at a max deal. There's ways around it. I, I, Harden has shown that he is willing to take a pay cut. If you sign him to a two-year max even, and then a third year is like a team option, partial guarantee kind of thing that allows some flexibility for them in the future – I think he could be good beside Jalen Green to teach him the ropes. Now, there's a trickle-down effect. I think you'll never see Shangun run an offense again with James Harden uh, holding the ball. And so that's uh, sort of a negative. But they have all this cap room. They do want a vet. And so I think if you're not 
really just signing him because you you're competing against yourself here to a four-year max four years for 200 paying him until yeah he's 37 would be a mistake for me but i can see it where you you're 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 telling him you're not the guy anymore by signing to like a two-year three-year thing like chris paul uh did with the phoenix suns and devin booker slowly moved into that role whether it's you know jalen green or shangun or jabari smith they have guys Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't want to say oh it's your team again and I, i think that's not a great sign uh, to the rest of the squad. But it'd be nice so to have him around. You don't mind the idea as long as he's not stunting the growth of these players and he's actually building them up. And he's entering yeah. in a weird new phase, I guess, of yes. James yes. Hart creating. Yeah. Truly, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm skeptical. Awesome, yes. he, can see, he can still hold the ball and run the offense because that's what's going to happen when he's on the floor. But I just wouldn't want him doing it for four years. Yeah, maybe. Right. What, what <laughs> do you think, Trey, is. about Harden coming back and maybe some of these other names or whatever you think about Houston? Well, it's here. quite smoky. It's very smoke season uh, <laughs> here because we've been hearing about James Harden going back to the Rockets since Christmas, basically. Like, that's a long time to be hearing about this yeah. for it just to be a negotiating ploy where he's trying to pull in another offer, another huge offer from somewhere else, which then gets Philadelphia to up their offer because. He's got them over a barrel a little right. bit right now. So it feels more realistic to me after the way the Sixers season ended. You know, Harden did uh, did take a pay cut last year. Danwell House was a small part of the Sixers. Like, James Harden gave up a lot of money for a guy who was barely in the rotation. P.J. Tucker obviously was a pretty solid player. But I would rather, if I'm the if I'm the Rockets, I'd rather have Mike Conley or Chris Paul and then try and build up a Jalen Green and a Shengun for the future because I don't think adding Harden to the team instantly makes them like a playoff contender. I think they would probably be in the play-in range because there would likely be players who want to play alongside James Harden, get some touches there. I'm sure Dylan Brooks would love to get some shots up uh, <laughs> if they can get together. But... I would rather have more of like a steady vet who's going to get people involved rather than a guy who's going to dominate the offense. Right. Yeah. So like a Conley or a yes. CP3 yep. even, uh, if you can trust his health. Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. There's no doubt that they need to get some vets in there. Yes. <laughs> some guys that have been around this league and can at least, along with Yudoka as the head coach now, sort of coach these guys up and try and win some games. Like try and start to become what we saw with OKC, right? Where, oh, okay, there's some talent here. They're winning some games or fighting in for a play-in and all that. Like, at least make that step there. Because they have been brutal for three straight years now. Like, garbage, right? I mean, these are like 20-win teams uh, and under for a long stretch. Like, in, in today's NBA, that's a long time. It's a long time. Three really brutal years, and they never even get the number one pick out of it um, in the end. So, yeah, we'll see if any of those names, maybe some other ones pop up, but... I'm with you. It's starting to feel like this Harden's going back. <laughs> it's like just what's the deal? Like what what are the what are the terms? Mm-hmm. And my gut says this guy wants at this age of his career, he wants one more big, big payday. Big one. Yeah, one more big max and like he'll get it. It's, I mean, I think or at least damn near close. It's going to get a big number for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it becomes an expiring after a couple of years, depending on how you frame it and all that. So if it's three years, you can see a championship contender saying in the third year, oh, yeah, we'll pay. We'll take him for the 25 mil it costs us at the trade deadline kind of thing in these next two years. I don't think it's a bad thing to have him as the as the guy who takes them, you know, as 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 their vet. Uh, and, yeah, Tillman Fertitta's uh, restaurant business seems to be doing well if they can Pay, if he can pay, like, well, he's going to pay somebody a lot of money here. Well, you have to, right, uh, at a certain point. Got to hit, what, 90% of the cap? 
the old salary <laughs> floor. Got to pay guys. Yeah. You have to have some guys you on your have roster. Some guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we'll see. All right. Uh, next piece of news here: the NBA coaching carousel. Jump on it. Uh, the Athletic are telling us the Suns have narrowed their coaching search to five finalists, including such names as Doc Rivers, <laughs> Nick Nurse, and Frank Vogel, along with Kings assistant. Jordy Fernandez and Suns assistant Kevin Young, who uh, some reports say you know like Durant and Booker really really like and maybe would like to see him get a chance. Do you like these headlines? <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like I, this is like a new thing to me. I feel like over the last couple of years, like yeah. there's a coach a coaching spot, and then we get these like they're talking to everybody. We get that, and then we get like here's the list. Here's the finalist. Here's the list. And it's like the finalists. And it's like what's going on here? Is yeah, it like uh, finalists? Is it like yeah. let's throw these names out and see what the public or our, our fan base or whatever does to it? And like I always wonder, like it's like sort of odd when you think about it. But Yeah, it is it is weird when you hear that uh like Nick Nurse is the is a finalist for the Suns and the Bucks. I guess that means he's the top dog this summer. The the most attractive coaching candidate. Uh, yeah. It seems like. And Sixers. Is he a finalist? Did he get uh, well, named a finalist? I don't think we know their finalists. Yeah, that's like. exactly right. We've only heard the Golden Globes and the Oscars. We'll see what they do for <laughs> the SAG Awards. <laughs> Nick Nurse to the Bucks, Doc to the Suns, and Monty to the Sixers is my call. Say it again. Nurse, Bucks, Doc, Suns, Monty, Sixers. Wow, Doc Rivers, Suns. He's the most famous one. He's the most famous coach available, so I think that's why Matt Ishbia would want him. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd think Ishbia wants a big name, and that's why the Kevin Young assistant moving over to the head coaching spot would be a surprise to me for sure. Right. Uh, Nick Nurse, he could be a Grammy finalist. He, he <laughs> plays the guitar. He could be a Tony finalist. He's wow. the only NBA coach who could ever win an EGOT. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. He was on Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah. He plays the guitar. He plays the guitar with the Arkells. If he somehow gets to coach one of these L.A. teams, I know he'll be in Space Jam 3 somehow. Yeah, jeez. He's a real nurse. There's that, too. A lot of people know that. Uh, yeah. So you think Doc Rivers? He can win a Juno. There's a, he's an international guy. He's coached in England. What are, what, what are their awards? There's a, there's a Gemini. I don't know. They there's got a, something. They got Q magazine. There's a weird one. There's a really strange BAFTA. name. BAFTA. Yeah, BAFTA. Good call. Nice. Um, I don't know. I just like imagining these guys on a carousel. That's the best part of these headlines to me. Is you see Rivers, Nurse, Vogel, Young, Fernandez. I just picture all their heads going yeah. around a, a carousel. Otherwise, it's got to go faster. It's got to go faster. <laughs> nice. That was actually my worst doc in a while. That's okay. Yeah, uh, it's all right. It's not Blake's fault. There, I, need, I always have to start with that. <laughs> it's got to go faster. Uh, Nick Nurse makes the most sense to Phoenix to me in a weird way. If they're trying to, like, hopefully replicate what he did, obviously, with the Raptors when they fired Dwayne Casey, he takes over. They win a championship. You know, that's what's going on here. Monty Williams had a lot of success with this Suns team. Maybe not this iteration with KD coming there, but you know what I mean. Winning a lot of games, going sort of far, not getting over the proverbial hump of winning the title. Could Nurse do it uh, with them? But Doc Rivers, you're leaning towards. ATK, you just think that because of the Ishbia and Isaiah Thomas factor of it all. Uh, Oh, I forgot about the Isaiah Thomas factor of it. He's a Chicago boy, as is Doc Rivers. Maywood, but same difference. Kevin Durant's got to respect Nick Nurse beating him in the finals. (laughs) The defense he put on, Steph... Yeah, the biggest names is is definitely what I was thinking of. Yeah, I think I think Nurse can classify or qualify for a big enough name in Phoenix, but it would be really weird if they 
get an assistant, I think. I Either or Fernandez like, or Young. No way. It's almost weirder that, like, Doc Rivers, like, take a break, bro. <laughs> this guy has been coaching for a long time. He has a lot of success. 16 straight winning seasons as a head coach. Obviously, he has one title and then has come up short multiple times. It's just like, he's getting up there in age. I'm just surprised. Like, all we hear about Doc Rivers is, like, he just wants to golf. 200 golf courses in Phoenix. Yeah. So I guess he's like, not a joke. I could just retire <laughs> and golf all the time, or I could get paid $10 million and golf to all win the time. a bunch of go- games and, and golf all the time. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah I guess. Yeah, if I had those two uh, options, I guess I would take the ten million and just golf all the time <laughs> instead of just golf all the time. <laughs> or be on his son's podcast. Austin's kicking kicking it on his podcast. Right. Maybe just do that, or get Austin Rivers to the Suns, be a backup guard. Could see that with dad coach. A lot of options out there. All right, like we need we need the graphic. Like Trey broke it down. Like that you uh you know like the it used to be like a, a thing. I feel like you had in like like grade school notebooks where it's like drag the thing to the right place. So yeah, it's like sure, we got to have sure. all the coaches over here, all the vacant spots over here, and where are you dragging your nurses and your docs and your Vogels and uh, anyone else? I mean, the Raps still looking for somebody. Is that Nash? Pistons, we think, are going young, so probably not one of these big, yeah. big names. Play the match game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's take our final break. And when we come back, Tweet of the Night. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants... Mac Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mac Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mac Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look 
like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Okay, it's about that time to get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night begins with a great Twitter handle, The Barf Tender. Who tweeted, uh, it's, it's fitting on oh, a good. bunch of levels, you know? Uh, anyway. <laughs> he just, he, he or she just tweeted a photo of uh, NBA Newsbreaker, our man at the Athletic, Sham oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, purple bucket hat. Is that yeah. Tyler Hero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eddie Gonzalez of Run It Back wearing a Tyler Hero-like bucket hat, for sure. Beside our man, Sham Saranya, at the game in Miami. Mm. It must suck going to a game with our guy Shams. I love the guy, but my guy is not the guy I'm taking to a basketball yeah, game. He's yeah. just looking at his phone, <laughs> as was grabbed by the barf tender. He's always looking at his phone. You can see Eddie beside him. Like, why am I? Why am I with this guy here? Yeah. Uh, Eddie, Eddie's like, oh, I'd love to talk about uh, the Celtics run right now. The way Tatum's <laughs> playing, <laughs> smart contributing. Whether this goes six, can we go back to my? But yeah. Shams is like, so I mean? he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta get this out. Yeah. I'll get Shams is using his left hand. I'm not sure if he's left handed or right handed, but he's uh <laughs> he's he's on his phone so much, uh, as he said in his his ads, that he's probably good with both hands, I, I imagine, <laughs> on, on his phone. I mean, he he was pumping out a few news stories last night. Uh there I guess there was the, the coaches one. Yep. So yeah, it looks like mostly coach stuff, yeah. Mostly coach mm-hmm. stuff. Coaching carousel. Yep. He's yeah, on he's, it. He's busy. He's operating it. <laughs> Shams! Make you go faster, Shams! I'm a finalist! Uh, latest news report, Doc Rivers likes a very fast carousel. That's, so? that's, his, yeah, that's his next tweet. He just tweeted it out. Um, uh, also, Nadasha, Nadasha, Natasha Dye had this comment as well, uh, saying about that photo is, this is what an accurate cardboard cutout of Shams would look like. It very it looks very two D. I think it's just the uh, the television. So you, to me, it's it, it it is accurate. Um, listen, I'm just adding on to a to a tweet because it wasn't the best tweet in the world. It wasn't the best tweet. So I'm a fine tweet. Oh, actually, I got excited. Fine tweet. Yeah, because I was Leo. I was, was, Leo, I was Leo pointing at my TV. Yeah, yeah, Shams. yeah there Shams he is. <laughs> yeah, well, I know was that. It, uh, Stan Van Gundy said on the broadcast, he's like, I'd love to go to dinner with Shams Woj and Adam Schefter. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They said it on the broadcast. I see. I see. We would say, no, you don't. Leave your phones at home. You, yeah, you're gonna be having conversation with your waiter. They're going to be too busy <laughs> talking, breaking news. Or maybe I'll just be like the hottest tweets of all time will be coming from that table. Because, I mean, Stan is a prolific tweeter as well. <laughs> That's good. Like, you guys are on your phone? Fine. I'll tweet. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I would love to talk Florida to politics. with those guys and just tweet. <laughs> just tweet with each other talk about our twitter accounts yeah that's probably what he was thinking uh, actually jd had this uh tweet as well ready but but he doesn't have it because i said we don't need it eddie gonzalez tweeted it so why am i bringing it up because i need to know i need to know about this lingo uh eddie yep. who was beside shams there tweeted more conference finals tick than slim uh is tick in reference to his like hat is it is it 
just cool gear. Um, Wait, what? I, I can't help you on this one. More I still conference don't... finals tick than slim, according uh, in regards to the photo. Um, more conference finals. Could he be tick. saying I have more, more conference finals tickets than than slim Reaper Kevin yes, Durant, that's... who he works with. Kevin Durant, he's not in the conference finals. Eddie ah. is at the conference finals. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that makes that's sense. what it's up. That's what the slim I assume. Yeah, it's is. gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be. Okay. Nice. Nice break. Good stuff. There we go. Good stuff. We got there in the end. Uh, also, you know who got out yesterday? JD finally saw Fast X. A lot of people have been wondering, hey, when's the next Fast Friends? Whew. We've well, all seen it now. We have. Um, and, well, Boston won, so it's going to be delayed a little bit. Yeah, we think. talked about if it ended in a sweep last night, maybe we would do it at the end of the week. Yeah. The Fast Friends episode reviewing fast x but uh it could now still that it's happen. going uh, that's a lot to digest here, here's the real question are you gonna go see it again do you feel like you didn't i assume you didn't take notes or anything when you're in in the theater i did not but i saw it at a like a movie tavern so that there was a desk in front of me basically <laughs> and i, saw, I was like convenient yeah but i forgot to bring my notebook oh. and then uh, yeah <laughs> Moleskin. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Hmm. Did you bring your Labats or your Moleskins? Uh, well, Trey, Trey said you were going to watch it twice, right? I think I need to. Uh, I first time I watched to, yeah. it, I was just grinning ear to he ear. He was having the time of his life. Time. I was like, <laughs> I can't you really were enjoying it. This is so much better than I expected. Uh, but I also didn't want to take notes. But I feel like if you saw it during the week, easy note-taking opportunity. Oh, like, yeah. we yeah. could have. We could have at the one we saw, noon on a Saturday. Yeah. There was space. So I assume noon on a Thursday, probably all right. You know what? We saw it, what, the day after, after it came, came out? out. Yep. I was a little disappointed in our theater, the people watching it Should with have been us. more? Not only that it wasn't packed, it was 12 o'clock on a Saturday, but mm -hmm. I felt like we were the only ones going, oh, <laughs> yeah! Like, I thought there would be more, like... Yelling. There wasn't a lot of reaction. It's like Atlanta, man. Yeah, you ever seen a, a movie point. theater in Atlanta? It's like nonstop talking. Must have been the early tip-off time. Yeah, I guess so. I guess well, so. I, I saw it, I guess, around the same time. I saw it at 1 p.m., but it was cheap day. Okay. <sighs> and it was... A lot of pops. A lot of, like, oh, full-on applause. Oh, we had none of that. I thought yeah. our, we had a very quiet, respectful theater, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were given the Vin Diesel performance. And JD apparently got the Jason Momoa performance from the crowd. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then again, it's so goddamn loud. Maybe everybody uh, was screaming and you're like, and I know that you sound like an old person automatically when you say that was loud, but that's a loud ass movie. You guys saw it at the Dolby. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Shaking. I felt like I was in the NOS chamber <laughs> for most of this movie. What day's cheap day? Tuesdays? Tuesdays at the really? uh, movie tavern in Tucker. Yeah. I like that. Six bucks. Six bucks? Six bucks. Six bucks. I think we spent like 25 <laughs> on a matinee. That's... Yeah, they ain't got the Toretto twist in the Coke freestyle machine, though, do they? <laughs> Yeah, that looked pretty cool. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What was it? It's it like was a... Uh, Toretto Twist was a pib extra with a, with a smooth cherry lace. <laughs> a little nos. Laced with smooth <laughs> cherry. Uh, so, I liked it enough that I wanted to get a second one, but I couldn't leave the theater. Yeah, I simply couldn't do so it. Yeah, so no, no pee breaks for either of them? No, I didn't wow. either. Yeah. 
So locked in. <laughs> locked in. <laughs> JD, I saluted the screen when it ended. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, they did it, man. They absolutely <laughs> did it. Okay, this is a, a great precursor to yeah. our Fast Friends. <laughs> the trailer for Fast Friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will. I guess the point of that was we will be doing it, don't you worry. I know there was some talk of, like, do we let it come to streaming so, like, sort of mm. more people can watch it but who cares let's just do it <laughs> well they can always revisit right? of course of yeah. course i mean it's going to be filled with spoilers when we do our actual review this is what we do we just do it and then we just re-release it when it comes out on streaming Jeez, or just guy. do it again <laughs> when it comes out on streaming that's what fast and furious does anytime they yeah. make a hit they're like yeah let's just go back to that hit and redo it yeah, yeah. we could have easily done a two-hour podcast on the trailer yes <laughs> so uh, six bucks. I'm so excited. I'm going next yeah, that's Tuesday. Incredible. What is Pim? you have to be a member though. You have to sign oh. up. But it's free membership. Oh. So. What is Pim? What uh. is it? Is it like Dr. Pepper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Never had it. Yeah, he just didn't get his degree. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Mr. Pim. Mr. Pim. Uh, I always think it's oh, yeah. going to taste like cinnamon, like a, a big red hmm. or. It says, an intensely flavored, refreshing, spicy cherry alternative to regular cola. Pib Extra. I don't know if this makes sense, but I think of it as Coca-Cola and Pepsi is ketchup, and then Mr. Pib and Dr. Pepper are barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've never heard that. What? That's not bad. That's like a little, not bad. Like a little extra spice. In <laughs> yeah. It's a little sweeter, a little spicier. Yeah, a little oh, man. Different. You are a very, very, very white person if you think barbecue sauce is spicy. Ooh. Let's say a little spicier Ooh, a little than ketchup. Hickory. Spice. A little hickory. No, I got you. I got you. Seasoning. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, I like barbecue sauce, so I might. Maybe it's because it has two pip. B's in it. It's all, it's like two thirds of the way to BBQ. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's call it there. My goodness, uh, check out No Bunts over at the Athletic Baseball Show feed, YouTube, and podcast. Join us tomorrow here from the Classic Factory at 10 a.m. Eastern. We're gonna have a show. There's no games on tonight, but we will have a show. We might hit the beach. So you know what? Get your questions in. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. I N C on the end. You can email them in as well. No Dunks at theAthletic.com. Uh, there might be more news in the NBA world, but we'll have a show. Is what I'm saying tomorrow morning. And then in the afternoon, we got a brand new No Buffs because we got three hours of Survivor to watch tonight. Oh, it is the season finale of Survivor 44 and the after show. So we'll have that in the afternoon. Man, so. the schedule is perfect. Shout out to the Nuggets for. <laughs> Pulling off the sweep. Shout out to the Celtics for extending the series so we got something to talk about on Friday. <laughs> and shout out to my kids' school district for having the last day of school today so our kids can stay up late watching the Survivor Valley. Wow. Night. Let's go. What goes on at school here in Atlanta? Very is, little. The so, school year lasts a long time, but there's a week break every three days, it feels like. But even, you know, my buddy Grish... Your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish. His kids, he's like, this is the final week of school. So that, in my mind, was like, final day means Friday. But same thing. He's like, no, they don't need to go now. (laughs) It's like, now it's like, Tuesday was the last day, but you can go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you want. Optional. I didn't know that. Fascinating. Really? That's what he said. Oh. Our kids didn't relay that to us. Oh. Like, the last day is Wednesday. That's it. Oh. We're not going in. Uh, Lincoln's got two finals today. All right, good luck, good luck, good luck. Okay, anyway, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. 
Thanks for joining us. Let's circle all the way back to the beginning. We mentioned no bunts. I mentioned Ronald Acuna. Mm -hmm. Trey gave me a side eye uh, because Acuna is his team. And also, I promise you, I'll get you that bobblehead. Oh! I never got you. One day. Are they doing an Acuna bobblehead giveaway soon? I'm I'm going this weekend. I'm going Saturday. To the the game? Yeah. I don't know. I'll check it out, though, for you. Okay. I'm all over over that. Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.